So welcome back, everyone, to the Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Robert Peek, and uh, this podcast is really designed to help you get some new tips, angles, ideas around the Getting Things Done GTD methodology um, to help you really just get a little more done with less stress, more kind of ease and grace and style maybe too. So this is a special edition of the podcast. I'm here with Jimbo Berry who's a music producer from originally from Ireland, based here in London. Um, and the intention of our podcast today really is just to hear from, you know, a, a new voice, a, a GTDer and their journey and kind of their unique um, you know, approach to coming to all this and learning all of this. And I thought Jimbo would be a, a perfect person to invite onto the show just because, you know, we we hear a lot of stories of the success in the kind of corporate world and how that goes. Um, but great to get someone in the, in the kind of a creative industry um, to, to share their thoughts too. So Jimbo, thanks for, thanks for being here. No problem, Robert. What's yeah. up, my man? Thank you very hey. much for having me. Yeah, totally. Great, great to, uh, great to be with you. Yeah, good so, morning. Yeah, good morning. So, you know, you're already, I think, really successful as a, as a music producer before you kind of came to the, the GTD thing, right? Oh, thank you very some, much. You've had some hits and, and some real in that whole world. So what, what brought you to the GTD thing? Even before, you know, you sort of reached out to us and, and got interested in coaching and that kind of thing. What sparked it? What, what was, what was the impetus? Yeah. Um, it was kind of uh, numerous things really. I mean, I think it, it, in general, uh, I'm always trying to like strive to be better. You know, there's this endless journey of like, well, I want to be better at this or I want to improve at that. I want to do, the, you know, certain things better. I want to be more organized. And I think in the, in the music industry and in, in the way I was and how I came to London, I worked for a producer, you know, I kind of immediately came into other people's setups. I was able to witness a lot of producers, a lot of music makers, how they made music and how organized it was, how unorganized it was, and, and how that sort of thing progressed. And as I got into my own career in London, I realized as a self-employed human, you know, I am responsible for my own economy, I'm responsible for my own creativity, I'm my own boss, and I'm my own employee. So what do I do, you know, day to day, literally, what do I get up and do? And I, I found through searching, you know, every, just constantly searching the web about improvement techniques, and this book, or that book, and systems, and it all just felt like a mess, to be honest, in my head. There's, there's, a, there's a book about everything, I find. And there's a book about everything you want to do, from habits to productivity to feeling better about yourself and all that. And really, it's a, for me, it was about finding something that worked for me. And it took a lot of time reading books that didn't work out to eventually come into something like um, GTD to find that it, it was something that would work for me. And I, it's funny, I, even now, I was thinking about this, you know, in preparation for the podcast. I don't remember the point at which I said GTD is the thing. I don't remember the point at which I found it online and said, this is the holy grail. I think it was another one that I was lucky enough to come across and go, well, this book looks great. This, you know, this seems to tick a lot of the boxes of the needs that I need for my career and for my productivity and for my well-being and all this sort of stuff. So I'm going to get it. So I got the book. And the minute I finished the book, I think I literally emailed the you guys, uh, the support here in the UK for, for GTD and said, well, I want to take it further immediately. And it was the first okay. thing, I think, of any system, of any book where just the dots connected really quickly for me and for my personality, it yeah. made a lot of sense, you know, to this is a good way. This seems to be some serious stuff, you know, there wasn't any fat on it. Everything that was in that I read was just practical and, and great advice. So I found... It, 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 for me, luckily enough, it wasn't too much of a frictionless decision to go, well, is this going to be the thing? Do I have to spend a lot of time on it? 
I was just ready to get going. You know, I was ready to get at the blocks with GTE. Right, exactly. Yeah. Enough, you know. Yeah, and it sounds like you were on a real quest, right? You know, yeah, absolutely, the lifelong quest. I think that's right. That's right. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest with a lot of people. There's there's that thing. There's that drive. There's that sense of wanting to continuously self improve and improve in their industry and improve with whatever they're doing. That yeah, that, that leads them eventually to something something like this. So that's that's fascinating. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm interested in your you know in your job specifically as a producer, right? Like I said, there's a lot of these success stories with executives and and people in a lot of different industries. But you know, what's what's is there is there a typical day you know and and what is what are some of the kind of unique challenges you mentioned a bit about the the being self-employed factor and the how, yeah. having well, to make be your own man yeah for, for me that was really important because being self-employed being self-motivated it, it all comes down to you i i mean i don't have to get out of bed in the morning I just stay in bed you know and so what 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 do you want to do do you do you want to be successful how successful do you want to be how organized do you want to be how creative do you want to be all these sort of things and i think in a more, say, clerical situation or in a more, in a, in a job that has more structure, I think sometimes I think of other people with jobs, say, like you talked about people who work in, you know, big businesses and things and the structure is almost predefined. It's almost like there's, there's you know, a, a system there that they can already slot into and that they can already, I, I wouldn't say that they can, they, they already know what they're doing, but there is kind of standards of practice that they can improve on and that they already know day to day how the work's going to go. And I think in the music industry, for me anyway, and especially the creative side of it, it's like, well, you can literally come in and do anything. I can come in and bang on some wood for a few hours if I want to, or, you know, all this sort of stuff. So I found, uh, how do I get up in the morning and have a great day? You know, that's the number one thing. If I'm coming into a room on my own for the day, how am I going to structure it to to be productive and, you know, get through things that I need to get through? And I found that GTD was a way of, it's going to sound silly, getting things done. And I know that's what it's called, obviously. But I found that by, by doing things, by, by uh, getting involved in GTD and trying to really define what it is I wanted for my career, that was a big thing. Yeah. The, the individual task from being a producer, that was something that actually took a long time to, to realize. You know, I remember we talked when we, we've done coaching seminars, uh, you, you know, you've, you've done seminars with me and we tried to lay out, well, what are the priorities that you, you know, that you want from, from making music, but also how do you make music? I mean, is there a checklist? I remember you specifically talking to me about this. Is there a checklist of, you know, from start to finish, from when you write a song to when you put the record out, how many steps in between, how can you, you know, can you write that out? Is that something that you can start to formulate? So at least it can take some of the guesswork out of it. Hmm. And those are things I think as I go with GTD, constantly trying to you know, you make one song, you make another, you see the sim similarities between the two, even down to, okay, before I send it, I want to make sure that, you know, it meets certain technical requirements. It's definitely, you know, got all the points that the artist talked to me about it while we were in the room, double checking back to the conversations we had, keeping track of all these things. There's a lot of moving parts in music that I think are undefined. And it's, it doesn't take the creativity out of it by defining it. It just, to me, it takes the stress out of it. That's the big thing, you know, the kind of unknown anxiety. That, that, that was a big thing I found that it helped with. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you mentioned that there's a lot of structure in kind of corporate, corporate environments, but you'd be surprised how much that, you know, what the disconnect there can be between having lots of structure and having a really clear focus on where you're headed you know, and, and taking the guesswork out of that. So you yeah, know, you're, you're, you're not necessarily in that, that yeah, different I'm abode in some ways, right. <laughs> you know, there's, you'd be amazed that, yeah. you know, that there's not necessarily always that connection between where do you want to go and, how are we appropriately orientated toward, toward getting there? So it sounds yeah. like that was a big, big factor for you. Just. Absolutely. And I think being a creative 
I, I was actually, I felt really encouraged when we did our first um, seminar together, our session. You know, I asked, well, what, what do you do, you know, for your, your pastimes and your passions and everything, and, mm. and the fact that you're creative yourself. Mm. It really, it, it was like immediately we're out of the gates. I just found that if someone's as successful and as um, creative as yourself has, has time and, and means to balance all these things, then creativity is not going to take a hit because that was my worry. You know, mm, when you yeah. get the administration side of things, does your creativity start to dwindle or become a second thought or, you know, do you have it? And I found that by being more organized, I was able to be more creative because the pressure of having thoughts in your mind when you're in a space, just trying to be in the moment and, you know, really, especially when you're working with other people, other artists and there's writers in the room and we're all trying to get on this common mind space of creativity and, I'll get on the same idea. Mm. I can't do that if I'm worrying about things that I have to do that evening or if I have to worry about the song that's coming down the, the road next, you know, or if the, the session I have the next day or, you know, if the string session that I have to book isn't prepared or if the drum session that's coming up in a week's time isn't, you know, the moving parts that will make that happen aren't ready. By having all that stuff done and having it all in its boxes, ready to go, everything's prepared, that means creative time is like playtime. I mean, it's wide open, you know? It's like a bookended blank space, which I think is the whole point, for me anyway, you know? Yeah, yeah. fantastic, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I think so many people think, you know, it's about time management or it's about getting organized, but to me, fundamentally, it's about headspace, right? It's yeah. really about creating Perfect headspace. Perfect yeah. absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. 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 without headspace, how can you, you know, creativity. So it's so almost it's almost a meditative practice, isn't it? You know, you're you're trying to get in a zone, a certain wave of your brain to let all this new stuff, which is creativity is about new stuff, isn't it? Just let it pop out and and capture it, you know. And I think that the disciplines that you learn in GTD actually help you take advantage of your creativity because once the creative process is done, it's like you have to get responsible again, don't you? You have to get like <laughs> the editor has to come back and the producer has to come back into the room and you know then there's work to be done you have to chop into it and yeah. it's all right to kind of draw out a quick sketch but if you want to have a big painting on the wall you know you got to do craft so the craft and creativity hand in hand gtd from from my experience has really improved that really has Wonderful. you know yeah, so it strikes right at the heart of what your business is it's not exactly. just all the stuff around it wow exactly you know a big goal for me is to have uh one day i hope to be a hit factory that would be you know just an amazing uh, uh, thing to hopefully do one day and i think craft and creativity are all about that and and process uh, as i mentioned earlier being able to replicate what i've done so that what i'm advertising to people you know is the is the truth and that they can come to me for songs and they can come to me for for things like that and, and music and know that they're going to get something really high quality you know mm -hmm. as well as really creative because that is they're equally as important Mm, absolutely yeah so it's not like having having a process helps you know in a sense that you'd have the confidence that you can reliably reproduce good quality stuff 100 percent over and over again because if i want to be a factory it has to be replicatable it doesn't have to be a copy but it has to be, you know i have to be able to hit that high standard constantly and i hope hopefully I, i'll get to that mm, fantastic that. Yeah. Fingers crossed, yeah. <laughs> well, you're certainly on the way, so that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. um, so, yeah, it sounds like you had a little bit of a reservation about the whole, just the idea that getting organized could actually squelch the creativity, you know, that you could be too hyper-focused on that. Any other reservations or concerns you had going into GTD, and how did that play? Um, yeah, I think, well, the sterilization thing, was that was definitely one of it. You know, like, by, by standardizing everything, and like I said earlier, putting everything into, into a box, and by, you know, really thinking everything through and trying to predict everything, 
is that going to kill the creativity? Mm. Um, it's like uh, in in the movie Ex Machina when Oscar Isaac's character, I think he's showing the other uh, actor a Jackson Pollock painting. And he goes, if he had tr- if Jackson Pollock had tried to predict his brushstrokes, what would have happened? What would this mm. painting have been? Mm. And he said it would have been a blank canvas, you know, mm. uh, because you, if you try and predict everything, that's that's really the anti creativity, isn't it? You know, yeah. Creativity is about channeling and just letting it go, and then you get back and you make it into something. But I found that would it sterilize it all? And it didn't. I just like we talked about earlier. All it did was create more of the great headspace that I really enjoy. You know, mm. by clearing out things, <clears throat> I don't want to be t- thinking about the dog's vet appointment when I'm trying to w- write the world's best piano riff. You know, right. that's not going to happen. So right. um, uh, that worry, I think, just went earlier because uh, went away quite early because once we started to get things down and once I started to, you know, get projects in order and get the next actions up and everything started to get into its place where I, I, I only really had a few things to worry about and, and everything was starting to, to get organized all the other time. Like I said, it just became free time. So I, I, I was quite, that, that fear went away, you know, pretty, pretty quickly. I was, I was, it, it, it didn't, at no point did I feel like, by trying to organize myself, was I going to, you know, kill the creativity? But it was mm-hmm. a big worry. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, that's your, that's your biz, right? In, in yeah. A lot of sense. So, yeah, it sounds like you, some concern that it would be kind of overstructured and stifling and paralyzing, like, you know, that you mentioned that just looking at a blank canvas, not knowing what to do next. But, but and, and also, would I, spend, would I spend too much of my time administrating myself? You right. know, would I become the administrator as, as opposed to the kind of creator? And, and again, no, I think they were just fears, you know, they were just worries about anything about change and, and, it, and it all kind of coalesced easily early, which I, which I was thankful for. There wasn't a huge amount of friction, mm. I think, but that might've been down to the fact that at the time, you know, before I'd picked up GTD, I'd had some experience of just having too much on my plate and mm. almost burning out, so to speak of, you know, you have these great ideals for yourself, but then when you're just coming up short because you've too much to do and too much going on. You know, it can be very, very discouraging. So I think at that point in time, when I took on GTD and I was got into it all, I was ready. You know, I was yeah. ready to make it all work. I was yeah. lucky in that respect. I think. Fantastic, and it sounds like you found it to be flexible enough for for what you need to do, and not not overstructured. And you yeah. need to be pretty flexible, right? I mean, you're Absolutely. working with artists and musicians and all kinds of people. And yeah, I mean, some weeks I'm like, like this week, for example, it's a kind of a Monday to Friday nine to six type endeavor. I have things that I need to do and get through them, and I do. Other weeks, we could be in the studio from 10 a.m. till 4 a.m. every day of the week, right through to Saturday, Sunday, you know, nonstop for months. That's, you never know. But without being able to react to certain things, I'd like to say be fluid, uh, I wouldn't be able to get through that. And I definitely wouldn't be able to come out the other side with the rest of my life intact. Because right. that, that was a big thing about going into the studio. Uh, and I think we talked about this before, they're going dark, so to speak, mm. is that Without preparation, without organization, if I go into the studio for days, then everything else gets on hold or just disintegrates or falls apart or in some cases goes on fire. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it, the whole world stops. I have a friend of mine who jokes, he says his, his family could be burning in the house and he wouldn't know because the phone is off. When you're in the studio, you're in the studio. It's yeah. all about being in the moment and all about trying to capture something really cool. So, you know, th- that sort of stuff as well. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're highly, you know, motivated because you felt felt the benefits. And what are you doing to, to kind of to make it a habit, to make it routine? What are the things that support you in kind of sustaining your GTD practice? Um, I try and stick to the I try and stick to the process as much as possible. Like the process is what works, so that's why I always try and 
constantly burn it in, you know, trying to improve bit by bit on, on making sure that everything's the way it's supposed to be, all that sort of things. But in general, the stuff that the stuff that I think really helps me is I try and keep my inbox l low, if not at zero daily. I don't check in my inbox every day. And by inbox, I just mean my email inbox. That's the specific thing that I get a lot of traffic through. And a lot of it I can respond to easily. And you know, it's, it, it's a quick thing that I can just get through and keep my emails low. And I do that because I don't want to get to Saturday morning, which is when I do my weekly review and have to do a ton of correspondence, especially for stuff that needs a daily response. You know, emails come in, emails go out. They're, they're as quick for me to do as a text message. And I just don't like emails hanging around. It's almost that thought of, I don't like people thinking about why am I not replying or any of that stuff. You know, it's kind of silly, but I just get in, get it out. And then for more, for my personal emails, I take my time, you know, kind of just organize that separately. But by doing that, by trying to keep my email inbox low, I find by getting to the weekly review on Saturday, it's less about replying to everybody and more about the kind of roundup, if you know what I mean. Right. The, right. the, the catchment of, okay, if I'm feeling a little bit, stressed or if anxious or if there's a lot building up and i can feel it you know there's the last thing i want to do on a on a weekly review is just be in the getting back to 200 emails you know that's just really kind of demotivational for me. <laughs> totally demoralizing yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah no that's yeah, a great I've, tip so you keep it you keep it low you keep it manageable you keep the daily practice as much going. as i can yeah yeah so and i also try to keep my inbox from being you know a junk folder because <laughs> i've worked hard with that I've had this email, my own email for a long time. And, you know, just having only good stuff come through my email, or at least stuff that I know should be there. Mm. That's a big thing. I've seen, I've seen some people's emails, and it's just, you know, every newsletter in the world, because everybody wants to send you a newsletter. I get that. But if, I, if it's not good content for me, I just don't want it in there. It's not going to help me, you know? So being, being a bit ruthless, yeah, about what yeah. you let into your world in the yeah, first place. Yeah, like your content filter, you know? Like, what have I got? Yeah. Same, like, my Instagram's almost an inbox to me now, because I use it... I don't use it for a lot of things like, you know, I don't keep in touch with all my family through it. Um, sorry, family. I, I do it through uh, Instagram. I find is great for like, you know, I, I learn boxing. So I have a lot of boxing um, tips and tricks type things coming through there. Or same for music. I have producers on there that I like to watch. That's like an inbox too. It's like a content filter. So I try and be careful about what comes into my inboxes, you know, protect it as much as I can because I don't want them to get toxic. I found that if I have a toxic email uh, inbox or if I have a toxic even OmniFocus inbox or something that's just gone too far, that's when I start to get demotivated. That's when I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. And I get, mm -hmm. you know, I get kind of moany about it. And that's not, that's not going to help me in the long run. Mm. No, no, absolutely. So it sounds like really sticking to the whole method really has been, been valuable. But is there any particular kind of trick or tip or any particular part of the method that you, you really like or gravitate toward or have found particularly yeah, with what you do? more and more. I mean, this I'm sure everybody says this, but more and more for me, the weekly review is it's just everything. I mean, when every week now, it's something that I look forward to on a Saturday morning. I do it here at the studio. I do it not in my actual room. There's an atrium upstairs, which gets a ton of light. On Saturdays, the building is practically empty. So there's nobody around. And I can lay everything out on the table. You know, if I have a lot of papers and all that sort of stuff, usually I don't these days. Um, and I can put on some music, I have coffee, and it's just, it's like, it's very civil, you know? It's like yeah. a good cleanup act, and I'm just taking my time and doing a bit of administration. And I love, I love that on a Saturday because it caps off, you know, I can have a great Friday night and then come in, and I know that it's kind of like, it's a good take a moment to take stock of everything. It's like, a, you know, as it is, literally a weekly review, obviously. But for me, it, it, I get to examine everything, 
get rid of what I don't like, keep what I do, get everything onto its next, you know, progression points, next iteration, next actions, and do all these sort of things. And it, it clears my mind space up for the weekend because it's mm-hmm. the very, the, you know, first thing I'm doing on the weekend really is getting organized for the next week because that's what the weekly review does for me. It gets me yeah. ready for Monday. I mean, Sunday night, I'm really just tweaking a few things, tightening up, you know, a, a few projects or a few emails or whatever I've had to do for, over the weekend. And then ready for for Monday without really having to do much, you know. That feeling, I don't know if you got this growing yeah. up, but that feeling for me when I when you're, you know, you're a young kid and you're in school and it's nine o'clock on a Sunday and your parents are like, All right, you gotta go to bed. Have you done your homework? And you're like, No, I haven't done it. You know, yes. I, I never want that feeling again, Robert. That's the worst yeah. feeling in oh, the it's world. Thinking. It's thinking. No, it's horrible. All, all you want to do is stay up and watch the movie, but your parents are like, go to bed. And if you haven't done your homework, do that and then go to bed. So Oof. I try and avoid that feeling as much as possible. I have alarms set at 9 p.m. on a Sunday to make sure that everything's done. If you want to relax past 9 p.m. on a Sunday evening, yeah, I mean, everything should be done long before then, you know? Mm-hmm. That's great. No, that's a great, great analogy. Too. And I think a lot of people in the corporate world can relate to that, sun, that kind of Sunday blues feeling that's just carried on through. From- uh, yeah, I hope I haven't simultaneously given everybody that Sunday blues feeling. I feel horrible. <laughs> I feel it right now. <laughs> No, it's not a good feeling, but it sounds like, yeah, doing the, doing the weekly review and, and getting yourself structured and ready for the coming week has really dispelled some of that, which is which is fantastic. Oh, another thing actually I use is the um, quick entry shortcut. I use that a lot on OmniFocus mm-hmm. particularly. Mm-hmm. I know it's not a GTD thing, but I found in the studio, because I work off my laptop, uh, I plug it into my big system here and then I'm on my laptop and I have OmniFocus open all the time. I, I have like post-its are a big thing for me at home. I write a lot on post-its. That's where I kind of just write stuff down and then I process that. But mm-hmm. I find that I don't want to have my whole vision filled with post-its after a day because a lot of stuff's going to come in. So I find the quick entry, bam, it's in OmniFocus, which means it's always going to get caught. You know, it's never going to get lost. I'm not going to forget it, anything like that. So I have that set up to control alt command space in on my laptop because mm-hmm. it shares certain shortcuts with uh, Ableton and, and the production workstations i use but I, it's just so great little window pops up bam fire it off and it's it's in the inbox and then you know that's kind of a, a lovely bucket for me as opposed to into my onto pieces of paper and then into the bucket you know just reduces my processing time i find absolutely yeah no and i think omnifocus specifically maybe it's not a gt thing but definitely having fast easy capture you know so that you yeah. so you do it so you absolutely do it in the moment you don't lose ideas you don't lose thoughts you can go straight back to what you're what you're working on is definitely a gtd best practice 100 so. yeah and it's yeah. not invasive you know just kind of yeah. just in and out so you, yep. I, sometimes i find i can get quite distracted you know i'm like i go off on a tangent that, oh i want to do this and then i go and start making projects start doing big things when really I want to stay on tasks. You know, that's a that's another thing I think GTD has really done for me is, as well as being in the moment, also being on a task and keeping your concentration there because there's less to there's less shiny things in my brain to distract me from it now. You know, when I'm on something, I'm doing that and I get really good value for my time and effort, as opposed to juggling whilst trying to do something else. You know. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's the, both the blessing and the curse of being a creative person is this flood of flood of ideas and endless things you're curious about and interested in. So yeah, yeah. for me too, absolutely. Being able to hold focus to completion or at least then bookmark what the next state of play is huge, you know, huge. For absolutely. Yeah. Not just you spread yourself so wide. You're just, you're just thin, you know, you're just you're everywhere yeah yeah, yeah no, i 100%. totally get that well, this is this has been great i mean just one i think maybe one kind of last question or reflection you know if 
if you know post GTD Jimbo, you now had any kind of words of wisdom for for the you before you got introduced to GTD? What what would what would you say to pre pre GTD Jimbo? <laughs> I say, what's taking you so long, man? You're not it quick. <laughs> I should have done this years ago. <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, I think I think. Um, with GTD, I think it's just, for me, it's about trusting the process. That's one thing I keep telling myself is just stay with it, keep practicing it, and it becomes refined, more refined over time. You know, it's like, it's almost like martial arts in a way, is that one day I hope to be a black belt at GTD. I don't know if I'll ever get there, but only by practicing the things well and and practicing the processes as they've been designed, that's really, really important. Hmm. Um, and also, another thing that I, I kind of have the habit of doing, and I constantly do it now, um, it's just not overloading my own system. Like trying to gauge my own capacity for effort, like what I actually want to do, as well as like what I actually want to have on my books in terms of, you know, for example, after our wedding, you know, a whole huge space opened up in... Um, on Congratulations, my, my, by the way, yeah. <laughs> on, uh, on my project list, you know, I was, I was in, there was a lot of stuff that just was gone. I was like, great, I'm, I can do everything now. Let's go. And I filled it all back up again. And now I'm like, well, that was a lot of stuff. Maybe I didn't need all of that. Or maybe I could have contemplated a bit more about what, how, you know, the intervals at which I do these big projects and how many I want to have on my books at one time. And I think that's just, again, about doing the process a lot. Next time I get a large window of stuff, and as I clear out my project list, um, you know, I'm not going to put so much back in next time or I'm going to be a bit more... I'm going to stage it a bit more. I'm going to, I'm going to drip feed myself maybe more, more tasks and more things I want to do because Robert, I can be quite ambitious. I'm like, I'm going to go to the moon on Wednesday and, you know, I'm going to create the world's best album that's ever happened by Friday, maybe on the moon. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think I, sometimes I bite off more than I can choose. So I think just staging it, being careful about how much to take on trusting the process and just repetition, man. How do you get to Carnegie hall? Practice, practice, practice. And GDP right. is no different. Wonderful. Hey, Jimbo, it's been so, so great talking with Thank you. Thank you so much, Robert. It's I been, you know, I think I've actually gotten new, new perspectives and, and vantage points. And it's just, it's wonderful to hear your kind of specific, unique take on all of it. So I, f- I feel like I've learned a lot. Hopefully those of you out there listening kind of have, have too. Um, and if you have thoughts, questions about future podcasts, anything you want to just reach out, comment on this one, um, feel free drop us a line at info at next-action.eu info at next-action.eu until then jimbo great great to speak with you thanks so much awesome speech, Robert. thank you very much for having me all right it's been a pleasure and, and we'll, thanks we'll see you all soon